Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Inflation's here and it's bad. Prices in April rose 8.3% from a year ago, a 40-year high that's hitting all of us. So how do you protect yourself? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining me to discuss this is CNET Money Editor Farnoosh Tarabi. Welcome, Farnoosh. Thanks for having me, Roger. So first off, how bad are things? <laughs> well, you said it in your intro. We're at a 40-year high with inflation. Uh, we haven't seen this level since early 1980s. And so I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This is really hurting families. Um, put in real dollars. It's over $300 a month for just those everyday essentials and services. You haven't changed any of your spending habits uh, since last year, but you're paying more for those same expenses. Yeah, $300 is a significant amount. Uh, Any sense of where this is going, whether this starts to peter out a little bit? We hope so. I mean, we got the Federal Reserve on it. Uh, This is their job to manage monetary policy and curb inflation and bring it back to what's considered um, more normal levels, which is about 2% every year growth. And and so as we um, look to them for help, what they're doing is raising interest rates. We've already seen that happen uh, over the last two policy sessions. And consumers might already be recognizing that you know if they're shopping for a home mortgage, rates are higher. If they're shopping for a credit card, rates are higher. Uh, this is intentional, right? The, the reason we raise rates is so that we cool spending, um, we reduce demand for those loans, and um, we bring spending levels to be more on par with supply. And and so my forecast is, is that hopefully this, this will work as it has in the past. So back in the 80s, the Federal Reserve went on a real serious campaign to raise interest rates uh, to unprecedented levels. And it took a couple of years for inflation or maybe three years for inflation to get back to maybe 5% where it uh, had been before at around 16%, believe it or not. Sorry, sorry, it had, sorry, inflation had been closer to about 10, 11% in the early 80s. Okay, all right, so um, not quite 16%, still very, very high. Um, You know, all these, uh, all all, all these moves by the Fed, uh, fueling talk about recessions, you know, consumer spending dropping, like the, the fear that not only will this cool down spending, but actually, you know, completely put a halt to it, uh, you know, hurting our economy or putting our economy in, in, in the negative growth. I'm curious what you're hearing or what you're seeing with uh, with that prospect. Yes. So I think as we head closer to the summer and we start to see earnings reports from big consumer spending bellwethers like Walmart and Target and even some of the tech companies earnings are below expectations and signaling that consumers are spending less, I think that is fueling more of the predictions that we are going to be indeed in a recession by the end of this year or early 2023. You know, the technical definition of a recession is two 
back-to-back quarters of negative GDP gross domestic product, which a lot of that is driven by consumer spending. And we're already halfway there. The first uh, quarter of this year, we saw GDP dip. Um, and and I think I, I would not be surprised if come July, when that second quarter GDP report gets released, that we'll see another consecutive quarter of negative growth. But, you know, Roger, a lot of us are already having these mini personal recessions. A lot of us are, you know, we talk about inflation, that's, that's hurting budgets but also the job market, while the unemployment rate is still healthy, you know, less than 4%, uh, the reality is, is that we are starting to see layoffs and some hiring freezes, particularly in the tech sector, where you know tech companies like Google, Facebook, they, they benefited so much during the pandemic. And now that the pandemic is uh, on its way out, we're seeing the, a little bit of a cooling period and some correcting, uh, some analysts are calling, in the tech sector. And that could lead to a disproportionate number of layoffs in that sector. No, that, that's a really good point. And bringing it back to the sort of point of this conversation in terms of dealing with these rising prices, um, you have a list of tips on how to save money. And so you, you've thankfully broken them down into a number of categories. So I want to start with the first one, which is near and dear to my heart and my stomach, and that's that's food. Uh, how how does one or how, what are some of the the tips for saving money on, on groceries? So a number of tips in this category. It's it's a huge budgetary line item in, uh, for households, and the first is really just to be more mindful of how you're eating and what you're buying. Forty percent of food waste derives from our kitchens, and so shopping with more precision, understanding. You know, my daughter is five and she's been a real food waster lately. You know, she claims to be hungry and then she wants something and then she doesn't eat it. So um, I'm trying to be a little bit more, uh, I don't know, just mindful and cautious when it comes to my kids and their eating habits because that can lead to a lot of unwanted waste. So that's number one. Number two, we also practice this in my household is going frozen for things like produce and berries, for smoothies, even for fish. Um, You know, the, the freezing technology, as we know, has improved so much. The rapid freezing over the last many years. And so people who are worried about freshness, I think that's no longer an issue. And you can save up to 50% on the price of um, sometimes, you know, these these items like we love to get, you know, cod or salmon frozen from the grocery store. I also think that we, we did a video on this for CNET Money. It hasn't come out yet, but I'm excited to air this, which is the amount of money you can save when you shop store brands. So whether you're at Costco or Whole Foods or your local grocery store, these grocery stores and these big box retailers often have their own in-house label, which they don't have to market. They don't have to spend big money on commercials and and, uh, they get to get prime real estate in their own stores at eye level, but sell it for a reduction, you know, 25 to 50% less than like the name brand um, products that have to fight for our our attention. And so these products, again, like the frozen, they're just as good. You can look at the ingredient labels, oftentimes the same ingredients, and it sometimes just comes down to taste. But we did a a taste test uh, in our CNET test kitchen, and uh, we used highly vetted experts such as our children. (laughs) And uh, they all actually really loved the store brand snacks. Um, And, you know, the the price was considerable. It was 30% cheaper to go store brand. And you had some, you had some, you had advice on folks who still want to eat out, even if they're looking to save some money. Yes. 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 So uh, a little hack here, 
discounted gift cards. Uh, you can buy gift cards on resale websites like Raise and Card Cash from whether, you know, you're talking about Subway or Chipotle or your favorite restaurant, and you can find some savings on these cards. And, uh, you know, so I always say it's like saving money before you even leave your house. And moving on from food, uh, although I could talk about food all day, uh, the, uh, obviously gas prices are you know, a topic that everyone's talking about. You know, I just recently saw $5 a gallon around my area and freaked me out. I mean, how, how do you save on fuel costs? A little bit of pre-planning can go a long way, Roger. You know, there's this app called Gas Buddy. It's been around for a long time because it works. And what it helps you do is identify the lowest cost uh, gas station in your neighborhood. So you're not like, we're not asking you to cross state lines. We're just saying, you know, maybe go um, one minute a different direction because it's incredible. Like I even just driving down, you know, a main artery in our in our town and you look at gas prices after every red light and you notice the difference. So it really does pay to shop around, as they say, but rather than shopping around in your car, just like pull up the app, get a sense of where the cheapest gas is and go there because you can save anywhere from five to 10 cents per gallon. I think this is the number one tip. Um, beyond that, I think that if you haven't yet signed up for a fuel savings program at your gas pump that you most frequent, this could be well worth it because one, it's free to sign up. This isn't like signing up for the credit card. It's just the member reward program. You um, can access it through your phone's app and members usually save an average five cents per gallon. So that's on top of maybe going to where the cheapest gas is. Um, bringing cash to the pump also helps you save a, a little bit. Some fuel stations will give you a, a discount for paying with cash as opposed to credit because then you're saving the, the gas station that transaction fee. And what about utilities? Well, you know, you got to flex that negotiation muscle here, ask for discounts, simply calling up your billers and asking about savings options, talking to customer retention, not just customer service, but the folks at the company that are there to retain you. <laughs> there are actually people that that's their job and and explain to them that, you know, maybe you want to... Uh, revisit your contract or look at new offers. You're noticing deals and promotions elsewhere. What can they do for you? And you'd be, so I've done this. I've actually done this, uh, sort of like, you know, uh, undercover, so to speak. And I have been very successful in, in doing that. And you, you know, sometimes you can just go onto their website and chat, uh, with the free messenger app on the website as if you're not really like, you don't want to call and deal with the wait times. Sometimes the apps are are just as efficient. Um, the other thing too is that if you're like me and you've inherited a lot of streaming services over the last few years, because oh, I want I want my one show is on Hulu. I gotta watch it. Um, take an audit of those streaming services and all the other subscription services that you are paying for. That maybe there's one or two that you're continuing to pay for, but you're really not benefiting from any longer, that would be the, those are the low hanging fruit costs to cut. Okay. That's, that's smart because I think all of us um, probably subscribe to too many streaming services during the pandemic. So <laughs> an audit is, is a wise move. Uh, and then lastly, if you're looking to travel, like if you need to travel, how do you save money there? 
Well, you can do what I recently did was bank on unused credit card points or miles. I didn't travel at all in 2020 or 2021, at least didn't get on a flight, right? So there were some unused credit card points and 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 I was able to get for our whole family round trip flights to the West Coast for spring break. Um, and, and that is, mind you, because we were also spending like crazy over the last two years using our credit cards. So we were we were um, lucky there. And I don't think we're alone. I think that there's a lot of unused card points out there waiting to be uh, leveraged. So before you book a trip, see what you've got. Um, this past Memorial Day weekend, I don't know if you noticed, but I felt like the highways were kind of not that crowded. And I have to think, I have to think that people were opting for either staycations or more local trips. And I think if you have yet to explore your surroundings, this could be the summer to do it. And while you're at it, um, if you are a student, a AAA member, a AARP card holding member, you can usually get discounts. Um, and by the way, in New York City, and I'm sure this is true in other towns and cities, municipalities, residents can apply for local ID cards, which provide perks, including free entrance to museums. And so I know not all of our listeners live in the Big Apple. I would recommend looking into this in your own town, especially if you have a lot of arts and culture in your town. Absolutely. That is excellent advice, Furnish. Thank you for your time. For more smart finance tips, you can check out our podcast, So Money, on CNET. And if you have any questions, ping me on Twitter at Roger W. Chang. If you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For the Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening. <laughs>